Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. It's been a long time. It's been a nice little break, I'll be honest with you. Uh, But this is the reaction to the spring game. Thank God for the spring game, right? Um, Before we get into this, obviously the housekeeping. Housekeeping actually has been working. I, I didn't think it would, but it's been working. Um, guys, uh, like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, the all social media like Twitter, I'll start getting back on that. When it comes to football season, I'll hit it hardcore, whatever. Um, Instagram, same thing. It's been kind of a hiatus for me, only because I needed a break. From everything, work, uh, Michigan, everything. I just needed it. I needed a break to go enjoy my life and do some things, and I've done it. Uh, I've gone to Bike Week in Daytona. I visited my son with his new house. I've gone and visit friends. I mean, it was a phenomenal break. I just feel great. Um. So yeah. Uh, all Instagram, you know, all social media, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of it. Hit me up. Let's do it. Um, what's funny is I need my Michigan Maniacs to really support me in this uh, YouTube uh, subscription thing because I think at this point I may have more uh, Georgia Bulldog fans that are uh, like hating subscribing me. Uh, then I actually have real fans. So, dude, hit me up. Subscribe and listen. We're going to make a big push next season. Let's just get it done. Because, (laughs) I'll be honest, I always thought that uh, just talking shit uh, was, you know, like gaslighting and all that was just kind of bullshit. But, man, if you haven't noticed, the reaction episode where I lose my mind against Michigan losing to Georgia has got like 4,000 4, views. It's crazy. And the comments are off the chain. Like, it's bonkers. It's actually a lot of fun. Even the meanest ones are hilarious. Because it's like, do you really think I care? It's hilarious. I, I highly suggest you check them out. Um, but they're all subscribing as fans. I need my maniacs. I, I can't be doing a Michigan podcast on YouTube with more Georgia fans than I have Michigan football fans. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. And I'm telling you, out of the 100 subscribed, which is an incredibly low number, a lot of them are Georgia fans. I, it's outrageous. Anyways, let's get into this uh, spring game. Um, Overall, I think it's incredibly exciting we've had a spring game. I mean, an actual game we can watch on the Big Ten Network or even go to the Big House to watch. Like, it hasn't happened since 2017. I mean, Brandon Peters was the up-and-coming quarterback when we last had a televised spring game. Just give that a little set into the mind, you know, a little uh, 
into the lobes, you know what I mean? Uh, so Cade McNamara played four, da four sets or four whatever with each side of the team, right? Because JJ has a shoulder injury. Thank God it's not surgery. It's a non-surgery injury. Okay, fine. Very happy. I wish he was healthy for this because I would love to see what he could have done with some of the talent. Some of the talent we were looking at here because it was phenomenal, to be quite honest with you. I was very excited with what this was, okay? But before I get to that, um, I, I mean, Cade McNamara, I love him. I, I, I mean, I love him, I guess. I, but he's Mr. Boring. I, I mean, I don't know how else you explain it. He's Mr. Boring. I mean, look at his four series with each one of the teams. He did nothing. There was nothing exciting. He did. He completed nothing downfield. He missed. I mean, uh, I don't know. He deserved all the hot dogs. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Out of the steak and hot dog game, he deserved all the hot dogs. Um, but... You know, I'm stuck with supporting him because he's such a great leader. Everything he says, every how he could, how he holds himself outside of this team, it, it he's a leader, but he he's not a great quarterback. He's a very serviceable quarterback, absolutely serviceable. Love him, he got we got a Big Ten title out of him, fan. And most importantly, we beat Ohio State. So he will go down in the annals of Michigan history as the guy who helped turn the tide. I get it. I totally understand it. But he is boring as fuck AF. He is boring AF. Uh, and he did zero to impress me in this game. Not like there's going to be a whole lot that's going to go on in this game that you're going to be like, oh my god, amazing blah. Because this game really is just to show off athleticism. You're not going to see scheme. You're not going to see anything else, right? You're not going to see, oh, oh, what kind of calls are they going to make? Oh, what kind of scheme? Nah, it's none of that. You know Jim Harbaugh is so paranoid about other teams paying attention to what we're doing. Especially now that we've won the Big Ten. You don't think Ohio State was going to be paying attention to this game? Just like I'm sure we pay attention to their shit. I'm just saying, it was all going to be about athleticism, and we saw a lot of it if you really knew what you were looking for, right? I'm very excited about some of the things I saw about this. But if you're like, oh, I, I didn't see any scheme, blah, it, shut the fuck up. All right, it, this is all about athleticism. That's it. That's what this is all about, athleticism. What do we have on board? Who's coming up? Who's going out? What's happening? What are we doing? That is all this is about. Okay? That, nothing else. If you want to get technical, nerds, uh, just stay in your basement in your mother's home and stare at the wall because you're going to get more out of that than what this was. Because this was just like, hey, we've got a bunch of athletes. Look what they can do with basic fucking offense and defense. Blah. And if you don't understand that, I don't know how else to explain it to you. Um... First of all, uh, Mikey Samer still. I am loving the fact that he may be a defensive back. Um, DJ Turner looked great today. 
for whenever he was challenged by Clemens, by the way, because Clemens, this freshman, holy moly, this freshman's going to be legit. I mean, he's already getting compared to Nico Collins. And if you've listened to this podcast for more than three episodes, you know my love affair with Nico Collins. I love this guy. And he's getting compared to Nico Collins. And you see that bullshit pass by by uh, frickin' um, Numbnuts, number 15. Oh my god, I can't even remember his name. The Ginger, whatever. The kid from Texas Tech. Thought he was going to be a starter when he got here. Uh, pfft, not happening. Clemens catching that ball, diving for it and getting it. Beating, I don't know, 44. Not like he's a starter or anything, but still. be Just being able to do that. And then, obviously, being that Allen Numbnuts. Being Allen Numbnuts' favorite target throughout the rest of the game uh, says everything you need to know about what Clemens is going to be for this team. Now, my question is, which wide receiver is he stealing minutes from is what I'm thinking of, right? Uh, you didn't really see much from the main starters like Roman Wilson, uh, uh, our boy, uh, oh my God, number one, Jesus Christ. My brain is absolutely just fried out right now. Um, you didn't see much from the overall starters. Henning looked good. He abs- he looked very good. I you know love it. Uh, he's going. I think he's going to fit that Debo type of uh, formation or type of uh, player type. He's not as big or as strong yet, but De- uh, Debo Samuel's he he had a certain thing for the 49ers, and he was very important. And I can see Henning fitting that area. I really do, especially with. Stammer still probably just playing on defense. Um, Because our our wide receivers are going to be stacked. Uh, This was, I don't know. I know this is going to be very random. I'm going to be all over the place because I'm breaking off the rust of a podcast. But I was very kind of impressed with, first of all, our defensive back. I'm not defensive back, defensive line. So, here's my take on the defensive line. We may not even get close to the sack production, right? We're not going to get the 25 sacks, I think it was, between the two players. But what you will see is that you're going to see a lot of batted passes, a lot of filling the gaps, a lot of stopping the run, a lot of things that we didn't do tremendously well last season because we were so good at rushing the passer, right? I I think that you're going to see, one, pay attention. This is my number one guy you need to look for. TJ Guy is going to be that dude. He's going to be that dude. This is spring game, and I saw that dude all over the place. Next to Mason Graham, by the way, in the middle, I don't think we need to worry anymore about the defensive tackle game because I think we have really got something going here. And I'm not even going to include Mozzie Smith in this because I'll be honest with you, I watched that game twice and I never really saw anything that Mozzie Smith did. Now, if maybe I missed it, but I didn't see anything he did. But you know who I did notice? Chris Jenkins. You know who else I noticed? Rashawn Benny. 
You know who else I noticed? Mason Graham. These dudes made plays. I didn't see Mozzie Smith do really anything of note. But even a youth, all four of those dudes. Rashawn Benny may be Alan Branch incarnate. He just plugs holes and he pushes dudes back. And then you've got freaking Chris Jenkins, who may be a less talented Aaron Donald. The body types, super similar. Super similar. And I mean, his dad was already a stud in the NFL. He shows tremendous hand skills when it comes to sweeps or like swims or uppercuts or I mean cut whatever you want to call them I mean dear lord this guy looks fantastic as at, at the defensive tackle side and then you got Rashawn Benny who's just gonna plug the hole he is a defensive butt plug I mean I hate to say it that way because it's it sounds gross but listen ain't nothing getting through if you know what I mean. Ain't nobody running through Rashawn Benny. That dude plugs holes. Uh, loved it. Loved what I saw from some of these guys. I mean, overall, I thought this was a really great, uh, like, just exposition of what you get to see of what this team has to offer. It's fantastic. I really do. Alan Bowman, booyah, I knew I'd get it sooner or later, that ginger mother effer. Slow to start, still not the greatest looking quarterback in the world. I don't know how the hell he threw 5,000 yards at Texas Tech. That may tell you how bad the Big 12 is at defense just in general. This kid took three quarters to warm up in a freaking spring game. You know what I mean? Like, hello? Uh, I don't know. I you got other wide receivers than Clemens, even though Clemens is going to be fantastic. Um, oh, Warren. Davis Warren. Great story, possibly ever. I mean, beats leukemia to come back to play college football. I mean, dear Lord. We had dudes who have minor like heart palpitations that retire permanently from college football. This dude had leukemia and is now tossing the rock in a spring game. I don't know if he'll ever see the field in a major college football game, God, but God bless that kid. I mean, he had leukemia. That's not alopecia, folks. I'm talking leukemia. This is real stuff. Will Smith should kill whoever talks shit about Davis Warren. I mean, literally go John Wick on somebody. Just not smack them but should dis, like, disembowel them. This dude came back from leukemia, not a spot of, like, an al alopecia. I mean, this dude had some real challenges in life. Holy crap. And is tossing the rock with, I mean, really looking good. I mean, really looking good. Holy moly. I, I, think, he's, I think he's better than Bowman. I don't think he had a better team in the spring game, but I think he's better than Bowman, which says a lot because Bowman played in the Big 12. I mean, I'm, oh my God. That's like saying he's the best lingerie football player. Like, who cares? You played the Big 12. You tossed the rock for 5,000 yards. Whoop-a-dee-doo. You're the biggest guy in the fucking minor league, like, 
in the peewee leagues. Whoa, good for you, Alan. Uh, and it sucks because I really like this podcast when he was with old Danny boy. Um, but there's so many things to watch for this, right? Like, guys who impress me, obviously. Jermaine Green. Uh, hello. Where have you been all our lives? This guy looks better than his brother. I mean, I don't know. You didn't see... I saw Germ. I saw German, German Green earlier, number twenty-two in the game. Had a few pass breakups, whatever. But Jermaine really, or German, German Green really looked fantastic in most of the in most of the game. Number thirty-three was popping. Twenty-two, you really had to pay attention to where he was at on the field. But thirty-three, you knew exactly where he was at. I like it. I, I mean, if we, even we get one solid year out of this kid, I, I'm all about it because that is the one area, the one uh, position group that I was worried about was cornerback. And you get a, a Jermaine Green with Jermaine Green. I, I'm telling you, we're getting these twins popping and moving. I'm very excited about it. Um, obviously, Clemens, he's going to be a stud. Like I said, already getting Nico Collins uh, comparisons. Uh, Mullins, uh, or Mullings, linebacker and running back. And he was more impressive as a running back. Tavier Dunlap, I think, solidified his, his spot as number three on this team as a running back. But don't be shocked if you see Khalil Mullings in there on some plays as a running, as a running back. Because in the first five games of the season, we're playing nobody's. I mean, literally nobody's until we play Iowa at Iowa, which will more than likely be a fucking night game. So it could be an absolute loss just because, hey, I don't think I was better than us, but you play Iowa at Kinnick Field at night where they're waving to the sick kids. I mean, for God's sakes, even the Lord Almighty is like, we got to cut them some slack. They're waving to sick kids across the street. I mean, it's impossible to win there. So, still, you're going to see some shit. And I think you can see Khalil Mulling really has some good runs. I mean, go back and watch the spring game. He had a few really good runs. And not like just lucky runs. He saw the hole. He made some cuts. He did a little cut, jump, this, that, and the other. And he looked like a running back. He looked more like a, a, a serviceable running back than he's ever looked like a, a linebacker. To be quite honest. Um, I was very impressed with that. I mean, the two guys that have switched positions, uh, Sanderstill and Mulling, I think, in their new positions, actually kind of shine today. So, or today. I mean, in the game. I think it was very impressive. Now, McGregor, that was the one I really wanted to watch. And I don't, I'm very mixed on what McGregor did. He had some points where you're like, oh, Okay, I see what they're talking about. This is very impressive. He looks like he knows what he's doing. And then there's other times where he's getting blocked by a tight end, and you're like, what are we doing here? Uh, you shouldn't, with your physical gifts, you should not be being blocked by a tight end. You just shouldn't. And that's not saying that our tight ends are bad. We have probably one of the best tight end groups in this in the Big Ten. We really do. I'm very impressed with most of the with most of the tight ends we have. 
Loveland, uh, Louis Hansen, uh, Hibner, I think his name is, because I saw him in the game a little bit, and then the other two, the, you know, Schoonmaker and fucking all. I'm very impressed with the, with the tight end group that we have, but still, when you're Braden McGregor and you're supposed to be uh, the next guy, right? Like, you were so highly touted in Michigan. You were the guy. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, you should be doing more, in my opinion. You're the embodiment of the new uh, Aiden Hutchinson, right? I need to see more from you. But Rashawn Benny, unbelievable. He, Like I said, he may be the defensive butt plug we've been looking for. And that's in the best possible way you could be a butt plug, I'm telling you. Uh, and then you've got, I mean, Jenkins. I mean, there's so many guys in the middle I was very excited to see. That made me very, I mean, that was one of the biggest surprises and one of, and the thing that made me feel best about this spring game. Yeah, we had the the big pass plays. I mean, obviously our running backs look good. Clemens looked good. Walker looks good. I mean, uh, Davis Warren could toss the rock. I get it. But watching what we did in the middle actually made me feel way better about what our season can be. Just because Michigan State, uh, Penn State, I mean, Ohio State, they're just going to toss the rock. So we really need to concentrate on our cornerbacks at that point. Cornerbacks and safeties at that point. But... The two main teams that we always have, Iowa, right? They're going to be running, run heavy. And how can we plug the middle, push guards into the quarterback's face? And that's Rashawn Benny. That dude looked good. Mason Graham looked good. And then you throw an athletic Aaron Donald type like Jenkins in there. Holy crap. We are going to be making some noise in the middle this year. I am calling it right now. Also, like I said, TJ Guy. Look for TJ Guy. I'm very excited about this kid. Watch the game. And that spring game, he quietly probably had like five or six tackles. Five or six in his limited time. The kid had five or six. He may even had more than that. I could be wrong, but I think he had more than that. Um. Oh, Orgy is like a more... Uh, quarterback play, right? So, something orgy, number 10. Tom Brady's number is a more athletic, well, not even more athletic. He is Joe Milton, but with the brain, is what I would call him. He's Joe Milton with the brain. He's got a strong arm. He can run, but he's smarter. You can Joe Milton gets frazzled when he has to run. Orgy doesn't. Orgy's looking to pass the ball first. Joe Milton's looking to drill the ball right through your skull. If he can drill a hole right through your body and go right to the defensive back's arms, that's a completion in Joe Milton's mind. Orgy not. This kid looks like he's he's got something. I'm kind of interested to see what Orgy can pull off when it comes to the fall. You never know where he's going to jump into this. Alan Bowman, it wouldn't shock me if you see Alan Bowman transfer. I, I mean, I love the kid. Seems like a very sweet kid. But it wouldn't shock me if Alan Bowman transfers. Because you got Davis Warren. You got Orgy. These guys had way better, in my opinion, way better spring games than Alan Bowman did. Even though Alan Bowman was the guy who 
who was on the winning team. I mean, let's face it. If it wasn't for Clemens diving for the ball, that's not a touchdown. So I'm not here to fucking sing the praises of Alan Bowman's 30-yard touchdown pass when Clemens had to do the majority of the work. You know what I mean? When you've got a talented wide receiver like Clemens, it should float and land in his hands like a feather. He shouldn't have to dive as if he's trying to survive a shark attack. You know what I mean? He doesn't should have to dive like he's jumping for the, the bay. Like he's trying to get onto the docks. You know what I'm saying? It's embarrassing. I mean, Alan Bowman seems like a very nice kid. But hey, go play for TCU, kid. I don't know what to tell you. You're not making it at Michigan. You're just not. You take way too long to warm up. Uh, Davis Warren and Orgy have, in my opinion, both outplayed you in this game. You just happen to have better talent on your team at that point in time. Big deal. Um, outside of that, dude, I, w I was pretty excited. I, I mean, this was everything I wanted it to be. I got some answers. I didn't get all answers. I, You know, time, obviously, no matter what coaching... No matter what coach you put at the play calling or whatever, time management stinks from fucking Harbaugh to whoever calls the plays. It stinks. They don't know how to manage time. It's ridiculous. It, that's the one thing that's going to cost us maybe one game next season. And that's what I worry about. It could cost us one game next season. The way they handled the clock in this was embarrassing. 100% embarrassing. Outside of that, if this was a pretty, I mean, I watched it a few times. I, first of all, I just, I love the team. How do you not love Michigan football? I mean, I know this whole Harbaugh thing. I mean, the way I equate this whole, the whole thing with Harbaugh was Harbaugh and Michigan were in a marriage, right? It was getting kind of boring. Harbaugh has always had eyes for his high school sweetheart, right? Actually, you know what? His high school sweetheart was in Michigan. He had eyes for this other whore. Came up, gave him some, t tickled his taint a little bit, made him feel like a man. You know what I mean? Some women know how to make you do that by tickling your taint, doing whatever they got to do. And he started to play with the NFL a little bit. He's like, man, maybe I could go to the NFL. I had that Super Bowl. I was super, I was super close. She was so hot. Oh, my God. She was so hot. I, I mean, I could get any girl I wanted, and I'm just sticking with my high school sweetheart. What am I doing? And he started flirting with the NFL again. The NFL all of a sudden would be like, oh, I just want you as a friend. I know I told you I totally wanted you. I But no, you know what? You're a little too weird. You're a little too, like, clingy, whatever. I just want you as a friend. Blah. And then he's like, oh, shit. I, I left you. I left you for my, I left my wife for you which was Michigan. I left Michigan for you, and then all of a sudden, wait, now you don't want me? Oh, now I gotta go back to Michigan, and I gotta sell the fact that I really want to be there? When we all know he really wants the Super Bowl. It just the NFL doesn't want him anymore. He's, he's too old for the NFL. His ideas don't mesh, or he said something weird, and it fucked it all up. You know, he's like, hey, I like it when you put two fingers in my butt, and they're like, whoa, hold on, Freako, I'm only willing to go one knuckle, and you're telling me two fingers? Get out of here. So now he's got to go back to his wife, which is Michigan, and be like, hey, come on, I'm all in, I love you, come on, we're going to win it all, we're going to be 50 years in, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. 
Now listen, most of the time, those relationships end, end, end in divorce. I'll take him for as long as we can get him. That's fine. I, I, I don't know what to think of this whole relationship between Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. I don't. But the talent we have is very encouraging. So, like I said, I'm still calling national title this year. This offense, even though it seems to be lagging behind the defense in this game, I, I think once you put in real quarterbacks like J.J. McCarthy, I think you're going to see some real magic. I mean, a J.J. McCarthy-Clemens connection. McCarthy-Clemens? Come on, man. McCarthy-Clemens. McCarthy-Bell. Bell's healthy? Please. Come on, man. This is going to be outrageous. This is going to be an exciting year for Michigan football. I, I can't wait to see it. This is exciting. So, I don't know. I mean, how do you not come up with anything other than this is this was a really good spring football game. You learned really nothing. You got to see some athleticism. You didn't know any of the other real shit that matters for the season. Fine. Because, you know, Ohio State's probably studying this tape. They're weirdos. Can we talk about how weird Ohio State or how fragile Ohio State fan base is? Holy moly. We beat you once and you guys fall apart at the seams. You guys are wackos. You guys are seriously psychotic. You have based your whole your whole identity off of beating us. And then we whip your ass one time and you fall apart. It is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I love it. It gives me life. It gives me true life to see you fucking morons. You fucking losers. Just completely blow your minds out. Because you can't handle anything positive. Because we whipped your ass. I don't care. Fall back on the 10, 20 years you beat us in a row. I don't care. Because last year, when you came to our house, we bent you over and we jail raped you. That's right. You called us daddy for all four quarters. I don't care what kind of evidence you have. Yeah, you beat Utah. Oh, whoopee-doo. You beat a Pac-12 team in the Rose Bowl. Good for you. Good for you. And they lost their quarterback midway through the third quarter. Oh, oh, you amazing team, you. Oh, my God, you're so good. What a bunch of sister fucking losers you are. You're the biggest bunch of losers. The only fan base that's worse than you is Michigan State. And I hate all of you. I want us to, to jail rape all both fan bases this year. I just, I want to do unspeakable horrors to your fan base. I don't even want you to leave your homes after we beat your ass this season. I just want to do unspeakable things to you. Ugh. God, I love football. I love it. I love football. I love all this. So we'll leave it at that. You can't you can't outdo jail rape. You just can't. When you're jail raping a fan base, you, you can't top it. I'll just tell you that. You can't top it, so you might as well go on out with a fucking blast. Holy shit, this is great. I miss this so much. I can't wait for Michigan football to start up again. Oh, so great. So great. 
just please, can we just admit, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, go blue.